afternoon and welcome to another edition of A Time Out with Tony. It is indeed my pleasure to be here with you this afternoon to bring you another, I hope, an entertaining, another educational session. Uh, I always strive to leave you with something that will be life-changing and that'll be positively impactful in your life and at the very least provide you with information that will be applicable to help you get through some tough times, to help you celebrate and acknowledge the good times, and just in, in general, just deal with life. Today, I'm happy to say that I'm gonna be sharing with you a recent presentation I did uh, for a men's breakfast. It was, it was a powerful event for the men's uh, Ignite Kingdom breakfast we had out in the Western Massachusetts area. Uh, men came from all throughout New England to be there. We had a powerful time just gathering and, and encouraging and, and just building one another up. You know, I, I said at the breakfast, it's not too often that we turn to another man and just build him up. You know, we, we often size each other up, we compare, we compete, but it's not too often that we just turn to another man and just encourage him, give him an encouraging word. And the sad part is that you just never know what somebody's going through even though they look like they got it all going on from the outside, they look like they got everything going. Their, 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 their presentation looks great. They look like they have it all together, but you just never know what a brother's going through. So it's good to hear an encouraging word. The theme of the breakfast actually was uh, found in Matthew 14. It was, a, it was called Stepping Out of the Boat. And it was all about encouraging men to step out of the boat. So I'm gonna share with you just stuff that I did in that, in that presentation I'm going to share my screen. So those of you who listen to the audio, I'm going to strongly encourage you to look at the video portion of this so you can see the visuals that go along with what I'm going to be talking about. But in the meantime, you know, I'm going to be sharing just, just what I just shared with those men. Um, I can tell you that some of them came up to me afterwards and just said, thank you for sharing such a powerful presentation. Uh, some of them said it was real impactful, it was real simple, but it was right to the point. So let's begin, you know. The first slide, if you will, I have a picture of a man holding his arm in a triumph of victory. And I have the word success. And the first thing I did with the men before I began the presentation was just tell them and ask them to, first of all, I said congratulations to them for being there. Because let me tell you, it is hard to get men to show up, especially on a weekend morning, to get uh, men to be committed to show up and, and to be engaged. But we had a rule of about 40 to 50 men who were really there to hear a word and they were engaged. So I congratulated them on doing that. But I also told them, congratulations for making the decision to be there. It's a conscious decision for them to jump out of their beds to be there this morning. And then I asked them to do this. I asked them to turn to a brother on their left and on their right and tell them congratulations. See, because we were, we were given the gift of another day and how we decide to use that gift is up to us. And the fact that these men were up bright and early that morning, ready to hear a word about how to get out of the boat and be comfortable, get out of their comfort zone, spoke volumes to their character, their integrity, and their commitment to live God's purpose in their life. So that's the first thing I did. The next slide, you'll see a man, if you're looking at this visually, who is on the edge of his boat and he's ready to jump. He's made the decision he's getting ready to jump. And I asked the men, I challenged them, I said, listen, when you decide to get out of that boat, and we're always encouraging people to get out of the boat, whether it's coming from a good trusted friend and family member, 
the message comes from out of the pulpit, wherever it's coming from, we're encouraging people to get out of the boat, right? Get out of the comfort zone. We always hear that message. I undoubtedly asked them, when you do that, there's one question that always comes up. And that question is this. Once you decide to jump, now what? What's supposed to happen when you jump? What can you expect? What should you expect? And I always like to, you know, tell, I was telling the brothers that, you know, this is a, a, a serious question. It's one that needs contemplation, but it should not be one that stops you from getting out of the boat. And I want to thank Pastor Skip Gunn, who was also speaking on the, on the, on the card that day. He reminded us, sometimes we have the option of stepping out of the boat like Peter did in Matthew 14. Other times, God pushes you out of the boat. And we'll get into that a little bit more as we go on. So in the story, some of you may be familiar with in Matthew 14, the apostle Peter is the main character. And it talks about him getting out of the boat. Once he's, you know, you read the story and you see that Jesus is on the water and the apostles are out there and the boat's coming and the waves are coming up. And Peter asks Jesus very clearly, God says, this is you. Please say, come out to the water and I'll come. And Jesus, you know, he walks out in the water and so forth. He performed, he uses his natural with God's super and he does something that's supernatural. He walks on the water. There's no other account of anybody else walking on water outside of Jesus. But now Peter is doing exactly the same thing. But before I go on about Peter, I shared this slide here about the apostle Paul, somebody else who I admire in the Bible, who is somebody who I certainly believe was, was a man who was committed to getting out of the boat of his comfort zone. We know about Paul's story prior to the road to Damascus. And then we know about his story after that encounter. But in each of those scenarios, I would say to you and argue that he had to be comfortable getting out of the boat. Now, one of the reasons I admire Paul is this next scripture coming up. It's the second letter of Paul to the, in Timothy 2, verse 10. And I, as I read this, I want you to think about this. Paul says, I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. I asked the men at the breakfast, I said, how many of you are willing to make this type of commitment for the glory of Christ Jesus? I said, don't look around, don't succumb to fear, to peer pressure. This is the question you've got to ask yourself and be honest and truthful. Are you willing to endure anything? Now, mind you, it does not say, I am willing to endure anything if it will bring fame and fortune, big houses and cars, money and glory. It doesn't say any of that. No, it says it, it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. How many of you you think about getting out of that boat, stepping out of the boat, or whether or not you're pushed out of the boat, are willing to make this type of a commitment that you're willing to do whatever and endure anything so that it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus. Again, I ask the men that, because this is part of the now what happens when you get out of the boat. The next slide I brought up was a scripture found in 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13. What I told people is that, you know, again, we told the brothers I shared with them, said we constantly encourage, we're constantly encouraged and we hear the words, get out of the boat. But what we often forget to share with others is that when you get out of that boat, 
it can be scary. See, we don't, I don't believe we do a good job of preparing people to get out of the boat. We just tell them to go, jump out there. What if they can't swim? What happens if they feel overwhelmed? What happens when life's trials come upon them? And can I just take this little time right now to tell you a quick secret? Life is gonna happen. Challenges are gonna come when you jump out of the boat. The scripture here in 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13 tells us this. It says, dear friends, don't be surprised about the fiery trials that have come among you to test you. Did you hear that? Don't be surprised about the fiery trials that have come among you to test you. These are not strange happenings. And then it goes on, it says, instead rejoice as you share Christ's suffering. You share his sufferings now so that you may also have overwhelming joy when his glory is revealed. So in other words, when you jump out of that boat, it's a frightening experience. Know that life is gonna happen, storms are gonna come. See, we gloss over that, we just say, hey, we, we, we applaud you for jumping out of the boat. We're constantly telling you to jump out. But we've gotta be honest with people and tell them that when you jump out of that boat, you're leaving a place that you may consider comfortable. And we know that leaving a place of comfort is not the easiest thing to do. So again, let's be honest with people. And sometimes when you jump out of that boat, when these trials come, think about the children of Israel when they were in the desert or even the apostles out in the water. When you jump out of the boat or when you're pushed out of the boat, whatever way you prefer, there are gonna be times you're gonna feel like God has left you and abandoned you. You're gonna be like, man, where is he in all this? Where is God in all this? I decided to make this leap. These things are coming against me. Where is God? Brothers and sisters, can I just tell you, that's not the place to start murmuring and complaining. I just stopped by this place to just tell you, brothers, if you're listening to this and sisters, when you're going through that type of trial, just hold on. Why? Because help is on the way. All right, that, let that be encouraging. Despite all of what's going on, you can be assured that God is with us at all times. So let's look at the story in Matthew 14, 28. I'm gonna just go 14, verses 20 to 31. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you in the water and come, Jesus, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked in the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said, why did you doubt? So in other words, Peter was doing just fine when he got out of the boat, right? He, as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was doing great. But what happened that made him look away? What caused him to take and, and take his center and his focus of attention, attention of focus off of Jesus? He already made a bold decision, right? He took that, he took, he had the courage to jump out of the boat and said, said, Jesus, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. He made a bold decision, right? He was ready to go. And I asked the men in the room, I said, if you're being honest, are there any real men who don't mind, who wouldn't mind being honest and admitting that at times when, when life came at you, when things came up, you took your eyes off of Jesus. And I said, 
in front of them being transparent, I raised both my hands and said, I know I have done it on too many occasions. When life has hit me with some problems and trials and tribulations, I've relied on my intelligence, my money, my contacts, my testosterone, my street smarts. You can go on down the line of things that I relied on because I took my eyes off of Jesus and thought that I could figure it, only to see that when I tried to figure things out on my own, with my own strength, oftentimes the problems just got worse. So I encourage the men, if you can't see the slide, when you look at it, you'll see the next slide says, set your eyes on Jesus, not on the storm. In other words, focus on him and not the things around you that when that storm comes up, you can stay anchored knowing that he has never left you. He's always there. Remember, in the story, and I just wrote, I just, I just read to you, Peter was given the authority and permission from Jesus himself to come onto the water. Everything was going fine, right? Until Peter did what? Allowed the cares of the world to supersede God's word. Anytime we give the problems and cares of this world more authority than God's word, we will find ourselves overwhelmed and drowning just as Peter did during it in that scripture. When Jesus said, come, that should have been the end of it. That's all the insurance that we need. Again, keeping your eyes on Jesus when you get out of the boat. Remember, Jesus never left Peter. He was there all the time. In Hebrews 13, 5, he says, he will never leave us nor forsake us. Proverbs 18, 24 says, he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. See, when you jump out of the boat, trials and distractions will definitely come. Let me just say that again. They are definitely coming, right? It's called life. Some of you, you know, are distracted even just listening to my voice right now on this podcast. Your phone, you're looking at your phone, you're looking at TV, you're looking at everything. Don't you think that the enemy realizes that you're getting fed a powerful word? And anything he can do to keep you from fulfilling your purpose, he's going to send distractions, he's going to send challenges your way, and God's going to allow some of that to happen? That's good. That's the fact. It's all throughout the scripture. What I'm saying to you is when you're going through those trials and tribulations, and you're going to go through them, remember to, where to keep your focus. Because you've been prepared for those challenges. I want you to be confident knowing that he is going to be there with you. He is your life preserver. He is a present help in the time of trouble. And again, in the story of Matthew 14, Peter started to sink, but Jesus was there all the time. And he asked him to obviously help me, but Jesus never left Peter. Peter took his eyes off of him, which caused him to sink. He is a helping hand. And I want you to remember that as you're going through that and you finally make a big decision to jump out of the boat. See, because jumping out of the boat, it's gonna take some courage, it's gonna take some guts. And the reason God will sometimes push you out of that boat is because he knows that if he doesn't, you'll never make the move to the next step, the next place that he wants you to go to. Because we all like to be comfortable. And sometimes being comfortable means you're just hanging on to a job, for instance, that you really don't like, but you need the paycheck. You don't feel fulfilled, you don't feel appreciated, your gifts and talents are not really being utilized there, 
but you got bills, right? So we just kind of go through the agony of going in day in and day out through the routine and mundane exercises of just being there when the reality is God's saying, I got so much more for you. Now, more doesn't mean riches, doesn't mean a bigger house, a bigger home all the time, although that can be a part of it as part of the process. But sometimes God wants you to get out of your comfort zone because he has an assignment specifically for you that's, that are, there are people who are waiting for your presence, for your arrival to make an impact in their lives and to show his presence to those individuals. Again, it takes a lot to get out of that boat. It takes a lot to get out of courage. So I gave the brothers some practical steps and I'm gonna share them with you right now on how to train to keep your eyes focused on Jesus when you step out of the boat or when you are pushed out of the boat so that you don't feel overwhelmed and start to drown. And in 1 Timothy, it talks about the benefits of physically training your body. It says physical training is of some value, but here's the key, the but. There's always a but, right? And after the but, there's something you really need to pay attention to. But godliness has a value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So what I'm saying, Father God, there's some value to both physical training, but also training in godliness, right? So I'm gonna give you three practical daily steps you can add to your regimen that'll help you keep your eyes on Jesus when you get out of that boat, out of your comfort zone, so that you will be able to maintain and sustain when life happens because life is going to happen. Storms are gonna come. They're gonna come at you to distract you, to take your eyes off the focus of doing God's will. It's gotta come, brothers. Don't be surprised by it. As I went back to that, scribe, that scripture in First Peter says, it's gotta come to trust you, to test you, I'm sorry. It's coming to test you, to see where your real faith is. It's easy to be faithful when everything's going well, right? But when those storms come, when there's more month than money and the bills are overdue, when you know when there's not enough food, when you need something, when you wanna go away on vacation but you don't have the fun to do that, when your job is gone, like maybe for instance, when I talk about being pushed out of the boat, what happens when your company closes or you're downsized and you lose your position? You didn't volunteer to jump out of the boat, you were pushed out. Those are all real life situations. Maybe you got a bad doctor's report. They all come against you. But it's like, what, what are you grounded in that will help you get through that? So let's start. I'm going to give you three practical tips. And you can, again, go along with these, write these down. And hopefully, it will be of some value to you. It's like exercising both for your body, mind, and spirit. Here's the first one. Vocal praise. Tell the Lord you love him. Wake up and just say, God, thank you. Thank him for the blessings that come to your mind. Thank you for the blessings he's already given you. And for those that are on the way, things you may have taken for granted. But vocal praise, and, and, and you, however loud you need to get from this, that's up to you. But just opening up your mouth and just saying, thank you. God, I love you. Thank you for just being a loving father. You just don't know how much that pleases God to hear his children just give him vocal praise. And it's not one of those you're showing off. This is just between you and him. But here's something you can do every day. Just give God vocal praise. The second thing you can do to your regimen or add to your regimen is just reading the scriptures and meditate on the word. 
Try to read a chapter a day if you can, and then think about what you read and how it applies to you. Pray before you begin, Lord, please open your word to me today. Um, I use both the written word and spoken word. I will watch a lot of pastors on YouTube or whatever social media platform that I, I, I can get them on. And those are all great supplemental tools, but there's nothing like opening up the God, word of God for yourself and, and asking God to reveal something to you through the scriptures. It's called that rhema word. There's nothing like that. So again, listening to TV evangelists and other your favorite pastors on television or social media, those are all good supplements, right? Because sometimes people can help you really understand the word clearly, but there's nothing like opening that word of God for yourself so that you can see what revelation God has given you. Okay, so I encourage you to do that. That's the second point in your daily regimen. And then the third and final one is this, and it sounds like it's simple and easy, and it's very simply just devote a time for prayer. So that's that time where you have a quiet space. Turn off the TV, put your headphones down, whatever just can distract you. Turn off your phone and just devote some time for prayer. Confess to the Lord any sins you're aware of and ask for his forgiveness, help, and guidance. Once you do that, then you can pray for the people in your circle and beyond. So let me recap those three items you can add to your daily regimen. First is vocal praise. Second, reading the scripture and meditating on the word. And then third and finally, devote a time for prayer. Just like you have a routine for getting up to get ready for work or school or whatever else you're gonna do to start your day, while you're incorporating that, I think you could, I encourage you to bring these things into your daily routine so that they become a habit. And you just don't know how much they'll help you start your day, how much they're gonna help you as you encounter life. There are things, remember there are dangers seen and there are dangers unseen. But these, these, these three things will just help be helpful tools for you as you prepare for your getting out of the boat experience. The last thing I share with the brothers at the, at the breakfast, I said, you know, at the end of the day, the question you gotta ask again is what's the end game? What's all this for? I'm getting out of the boat. Why am I getting out of the boat? What's it for? Why am I being pushed out of the boat? Why, do, why am I stepping out of the boat? What's the end game? Right? What's it for? Is it for myself glory? No, we talked about it early in the scripture, right? Second Timothy, for eternal glory and salvation in Christ Jesus. That's the goal of why it's important for you to step out of the boat and out of your comfort zone. That's the goal of why you do that. So I asked them lastly, I said, brothers, let me give you the secret as to the why. You need your why. Very simply, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mask it right here of why you do what you do and why you should leave that comfort of the boat. And it's simply found in Matthew 28, 19. The answer is found in Matthew 28, 19. Some of you know it as the Great Commission. And it reads such as this, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So if you wanna know what the end game is, brothers and sisters, that's it. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. 
So when you decide, when, when you're out of that boat, out of your comfort zone, the reason why your end game is not for your glory, not for you to be a social media star, a mega TV star, a movie star, some rich and famous person. No, the end game is and always will be while you are here walking in God's purpose for your life, will be for you to go about making disciples and sharing the gospel with those who do not know the word of God. And when I say sharing the gospel, I'm not talking about beating people over the head with a lot of scriptures and beating them ahead over them with the Bible, but just sharing your testimony and what God has done in your life and what he continues to do. That is an encouraging word all by itself. And you just don't know, as I said earlier, when I told the brothers when they first came into the room, to just say a good thing, say something encouraging to a brother to the left or to the right, you just don't know how sharing your testimony can free somebody who is going through a similar trial and they are stuck and don't know how to get answers. They may, be, they may never enter a church. They may never meet your pastor or your deacon or your minister, but they know you. These are members in your family who may never come to a church, never gonna look at a televangelist, but they're gonna get to, they're gonna listen to you because they know they love and they trust you. So if you're listening to this, again, I'm gonna encourage you to go to my website, tonyrprice.com. You can see the actual presentation as I've, as I've talked about it here in this session. You can see the slides that I use if you wanna use the scripture references there. But this is what I share with the brothers about getting out of the boat. I said, we should all be encouraged to get out of the boat, right? There's some value to getting out of that boat. There's some value to leaving that place of comfort, stepping out beyond your comfort zone. There's value to that. But the reality is it's scary. Let's not gloss over the fact that it's scary. Walking into the unknown is always frightening for some people because we want the answers so we know what we're gonna experience. But you know what? It doesn't work that way. You gotta have, it's called faith for a reason. Faith is believing those things that you're not seen, right? So you gotta have faith that when you step out of that boat, that God is still there with you as he was when Peter was on the water started sinking, he had never left. He's still there with you. And that the reason he wants you to walk out of that boat or jump out of the boat is because he has a design and an assignment specifically for you. And it, again, it's found in Matthew 28, 19, brothers and sisters. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Brothers, I thank you for listening today. You know, I hope that you got something out of this. I know there may be some of you right now who are in that valley of season. Do I get out of the boat? Do I not? I'm comfortable right in here where I'm at right now. And, and comfort's not a bad thing, but sometimes comfort can keep you stagnant. Sometimes comfort keeps you from growing. There's growth, there's treasure to be found when you step out of your comfort zone. But know, so that you're not surprised, that it is gonna be some time when life, the storms are gonna come at you just like they did to Peter. They're gonna come your way. The enemy's gonna attack you. All those things are gonna happen, they're real. But you cannot let the cares of this world supersede the word of God. And he is gonna be with you every step of the way. If you found this to be helpful, as always, love to hear from you. Write me at Tony at Tony at timeoutfortony.com. Love to hear your feedback. 
I enjoy the emails when you guys read, send them out to me to reach out to me. You can find all my information at TonyRPrice.com. I also have a YouTube channel. This will be on that YouTube channel and it'll also be uh, available on my website so you can look at it and listen to it and read it over or listen to it over and over again. Maybe it's something you missed the first time, you can get it now this time and you'll be okay. You, you can really get the concept of what I'm talking about, but it's always a pleasure. And as I always close by saying, you know, this timeout's over. Now it's time for you to go out there and make a difference. Change somebody's life. Be encouraging. Get back in the game. Until next time, take care. God bless.